Welcome to the 10th episode of the Who, What, When, Where, and the Why podcast. My name is Kathleen Johnson, and I'm the Membership and Marketing Director at The Why and your host. And with me today is Jason Stevens, the lead pastor of the church at Carter's Orchard. Hello, Jason. How are you? Hey, Kathleen. Super excited to have you today. We just yeah, kind of fun. Um, went through a little funny story about how you. I said you were our first guest, but you really aren't yeah. because we had a, a, a little preschooler here yeah. that took your place. And Got edged out by a four-year-old. Yeah, yes, yeah. you did. It's <laughs> not hurtful at all. <laughs> and so um, just so our audience knows, um, Pastor Jason uh, leads the church. By the way, did she do well? She, she was great. Okay. She was great. She sang some songs and, um, she had like little sensory objects that we could play with while we were here. So you didn't bring anything. When we record our podcast, uh, <laughs> do you have sensory stuff? I, I hold a baseball because I'm ADHD and I just oh. do better with something in my hands and I didn't did, even think to grab it. Did you want it. me to ask Josh if he I, has I something? I have nothing to hold in my hands for sensory and I have, uh, I don't have any songs. Do you want my phone? So yeah. <laughs> like every, every other right. parent, here you go, right, little right. brother. No, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. So Pastor Jason and I um, know each other. Uh, I am a member of his church um, and my daughter is on his staff team as well. And so we have a little bit of history. So if there's a little funny stuff going yeah. on, you'll know why. And she's not just on my staff. She is my assistant and makes my life work <laughs> is the true story. So yes, she keeps me out That's of trouble. Awesome. Multiple times daily. Yes. <laughs> she got you here on time today. Is yes. that what you're trying to tell me? It, yeah. It's pretty much that deal. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I asked you to be part of this and the title of this podcast is we need each other and it's how to yeah. step outside of the pandemic isolation and back into a life of community yeah. because I really feel like isolation has um, put a, a real weight on people yeah. and it's hard for them to get back out. And so um, no doubt the last year has had some cra uh, crazy impact on individuals um, in our own community um, and just throughout our nation and throughout the world. Yeah. Um, and so we thought it was an important conversation to have. And um, I know that um, when the pandemic first started and they closed us down, I was like, yay, vacation. Now, I haven't heard about the pandemic. Could you explain <laughs> oh. what this is to me? I, I, I'm, oh, I'm a little lost. You're living under a rock. Yes. Yeah, no. no, I know. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So, um, you know, that was a year ago in March when they closed the Y. They closed yeah, our doors. Right. And uh, and it, for the first, you know, like week, I was like, oh, okay, I can work from home. This for, is awesome. For the first week of closure. Yeah. A few weeks. It was like amazing. Yes. Because it was like a little bit apocalyptic yeah. and it was like, what is happening? There was a little bit of energy, yeah. but then it just got, yeah, it went, then it turned real, real no fun. No fun, yeah. no fun at yeah. all. Especially if you were in the zoom world and just, I, I don't know, just having to yeah. use your phone sure. a lot. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I never struggled with that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah, love, yeah. Your, you do yeah. love your phone, but I yeah. really don't. Yeah. And, so it's not. So we were forced to, yeah, these these different yeah. ways to connect, yeah. Yeah, and I know even like um, through family, even my personal um, uh, ability to be able to see my mom, yeah, um, who was sure. in an assisted living. I remember um, when they locked that down, and um, so all these kind of strange things just became this and, isolation and crazy, just tactile crazy. stuff, like just hugs. You know, yes. just, yeah, just, yeah, and not even knowing whether you could hug your daughter. When you saw her, sure, like, right. she, am I, can I? Yeah, now right. it's just awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just became awkward. No, for sure. Um, so, I um, 
I wanted to kind of um, just ask you, like, how did you accept the changes at the at first? And did isolation start to become a problem for you as well? Yeah, that's an interesting question because uh, I, I do change really well. Like, I embrace change. I don't mind it at all. I, I float through days. Um, my I, I, appointments tie my randomness together. So I'm not. I'm not a person. I'm not. I have habits uh, as anybody does, but I I don't mind like course change. So that part was not a big deal for me. However, what the thing that you're the thing that you're asking was it actually took place over a course of time mm -hmm. for me personally. But then what I have noticed, um, like, so as we went through further in spring last year and then going into summer, I, I, I could feel a purpose loss, like where I particularly for, okay, so just on the pastor side of it, um, we weren't allowed to be in hospitals. Right. We weren't. Okay. So I go to, I go and try to be, I always say that I'm at every, uh, delivery, a baby <laughs> delivery. And then I have to qualify that with like, not, I mean, not like really right, there. right after, but I love, I that's, love a, that's yeah. a joy of my life is to, it's, it's a weird joy of my life to just go and hold newborns, like yeah. right. Whatever size they are. I always like your description. Right. They came in about this size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, they were about yeah. so much pounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, everybody wants to give measurements and it's like, it's like their baby size. What, a, what other, yeah. what they does the they're yeah. not three feet long and you know, 400 pounds. It's right. like, they're, they're the size of a baby of a normal human baby. So, um, and then, and then, and then what's funny about that is if it's like, you know, the difference between like a really big baby is nine pounds and the, like a really small baby is seven pounds. So it's like, well, I mean, they're all going to end up about the same size, you know? <laughs> so, so anyway, but I, I love that and we couldn't do that. So right. we get, and then it was even like when we were things that we would do naturally, like take people food is like, couldn't do that. Cause, right. cause again, it's like the thing you're saying, it was like, what, what, what is, what is everybody okay with? Right. So it's just navigating all that stuff. And uh, and so, and then counseling really dropped because again, everything was, and, and, and traffic stopped. So it wasn't, and teaching was very, like we did a lot of video teaching, but even that was just very condensed, right. very strange, um, you know, just no, I love the conversation. Right. You I, like feedback. I love feedback. And so it was just <laughs> death, you know, like part of my joy is the faces and like physical feedback from the conversation, even though I'm doing most of the talking almost exclusively, uh, <laughs> on it, like on a Sunday morning gathering or whatever, but then even like small groups and those things. So there was a purpose loss, but, and, and I, there were days where I was walking around the office literally by myself in right. a, in a fairly big building, uh, by myself walking past offices of like all of my staff, you know, mm -hmm. no staff meetings in person, you know, zoom, all this stuff. So I, I found a purpose loss, but the thing that I really realized as we got into fall, so fall 2020, mm -hmm. so like six months ago, eight months ago, is there was a fatigue that was beginning to happen where, and the, and, and it wasn't, people weren't expressing it in uh, the terms of pandemic, COVID, isolation, quarantine, any of those, th any of those things. Right. Uh, and it was, it was also while the, while the, we were in this huge political discussion uh, and coming up to voting and all these things. So I just saw it coming across as rage um, heightened anger, you know, things that would be a three were a six, right. things that were a five were an eight, you know? And it was like, why are you so angry about this small, fairly small thing? And I boiled it down. This is just 
completely anecdotal and just my opinion, but I boiled it down to everybody was just walking in grief mm-hmm. and it was like this unknown grief and they, and they could not figure it out because it, everybody was walking through it. So it wasn't like you were walking through something different than anybody else, but right. really normal things in life were very difficult. And I think it was a huge loss of purpose and then a loss of community. Yeah. And it, and it was, and I, I think the community part of it is so, so important to all of us, even though we say, oh, I'm a loner. Yeah, sure. Or I'm, no, nobody you know, is. No. That's not actually a thing. No. You might prefer <laughs> less. Right. But nobody is. I mean, that's a, that's a really uh, yeah. destructive track in life to oh, be absolutely. an actual loner. So, yeah. So, um, I remember seeing you guys, I, I don't even remember what it was, but I like walked out of my house. So we live right. Oh yeah. We and I remember seeing it and, it and it was almost like, yeah, do you remember this? Yeah. And I was like, hi, should I step forward? Yeah, I know <laughs> yes. it was really hard to figure out at times. It was like, yeah. do we, I don't know where you're at. I don't, you don't know where I'm at. Like, what are your sensibilities? What are my sensibilities? And everybody's just like, and it, it almost profiled as like, uh, this weird, passive, aggressive, um, like real spaghetti like thing. And everybody was different and, and spouses were different. Uh, (laughs) I mean, like what? (laughs) Yeah. It's a brand new thing that I just figured out. (laughs) We could talk about it. Spouses Spouses are are different. No, but I mean, there were turmoil in homes. Yeah. You know, there was, there was disagreement in homes. Like that was a really, I mean, like palpable. So much togetherness. (laughs) So much. Yeah. If you thought your marriage was good or bad before, (laughs) it was just going to be exposed. Yeah. Well, and I remember saying to Jerry, and because we used to go out and walk every day and, um, and the first week we started doing it, it was when everything had kind of closed down and I was like, are we allowed to be sure. out here? Right, right, right. <laughs> Why isn't there anyone sure. else out here? Sure. It was such a weird feeling. And he was like, Kelly, we're allowed to walk in our own community. <laughs> I'm like, are you right. sure? Like, right. is there a thing? Like, are we going to get pulled yeah. over? You're going to hear the police like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> you <laughs> like, need to get yes, in your house. Go home. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was, it was very, very strange for me. Um, and then I started, you know, because of uh, where I, being part of the why you start to start thinking about, okay, well, this is a great time for us to kind of refurbish everything. Sure, and we've right. got all kinds of times. And so I went back and actually took a look at why the why started to begin with. Cause a lot of people don't really know our history very well. They just think of us as a fitness facility. Okay. And I want to not be a charlatan. Okay. I sat down and read the history of the why last <laughs> I'm night. So excited. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. I don't want to act like I'm a big, uh, like expert on the YMCA, but but you can answer a, gri- a few questions. I have a grid for it now. Yeah. Okay. And it's really cool. It is cool. It's really cool. Like I was like reading it and I'm going, huh. more people should know this history. That's, it's really, really cool. That's why they started. When I first, uh, 21 years ago, when I came to the Y, it was right around the 150th or 150th anniversary of the YMCA. Okay. Yeah. And they gave us a really cool um, book to all our staff yep. um, telling people about the history of the Y. And, you know, who created basketball and yeah. uh, what was their uh, efforts in volleyball and how did they help develop a racquetball? And it was a lot about yeah, sports. Racquetball, and stuff like <laughs> basketball, volleyball, softball? softball. Yeah, it was called sissy ball. I think at the oh, beginning, boy. something weird like that. That's, yeah. I think that was softball or maybe that was volleyball. Not, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and all why, these things were developed uh, yeah, around developed or in the or, Y. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. But the original group 
Um, so industrial London, yeah. not a great place, obviously a lot of turmoil and stuff going on. And so a 22 year old man, yeah. George Williams decided he was a farmer. He t- was turned into a um, store worker. Um, he decided that he saw this trouble with, and so he joined 11 friends mm-hmm. and they organized the first young men's Christian association. Yeah. Like a Bible study, just a Bible study. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. It was the exact same thing that happened here in Tuscarawas County 101 years ago. Um, this way. S- yep. Exact same type of deal. It started out as a men's Bible study here 101, 101 years, ago. years so ago. 1920. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, 1919, cause it was like December. Oh, the 1919. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and so they formed that on the exact same date that the Y you, the Y was formed. Uh, it's December 29th. And, um, and so it just a really cool story to think that that's the reason. And all the rest of those activities came from that need of social expansion and doing more with each other sure. and finding out more about each other and their talents and all that kind of great stuff. So the social need aspect really became the foundation of the YMCA and why we gather as we do. And now the Christian element of it just gets to be brought back in. Um, I love teaching classes and at the end of my silver sneakers class and the end of my um, other classes that I'm helping fill in for, I always go back to that. Hey, you are loved by a much greater power, whatever it is that you believe. Cause obviously the why is now developed into a for all standpoint, but um, just letting people know that we are here for you socially. um, This is the place that we want you to be. So going into that, um, starting uh, with in London, then 40 years later, it comes across the seas and starts all over again in the exact same way. So very cool. It's, it's the, it's really the model of, uh, of church planting in a, Mm -hmm. uh, a less formal, uh, less formalized, uh, doctrinal theological way. Right. So it's, it's high, it's heavy on, uh, the, the cultural social aspect, the societal aspect, which is really, um, if you could sprinkle something into churches at times, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's actually like the church that I pastor is not exceptional, is not exceptional uh, in things other than things that other churches are already doing. Mm-hmm. We tend to thrive in this area. And one of the things that I'm really careful of is uh, creating culture where people can actually have that, that bond Right. Uh, around the gospel, around Jesus, around Christianity, uh, the, uh, this commonality in life of, of the thing that we're pursuing, this greater thing. Um, and I don't mean greater thing as in like existential, like just fuzzy, but I mean like God right. uh, pursuing after following the way that he wants us to live. But, but we often get so task oriented in churches that we forget to have fun. Mm-hmm. We forget to, you know, you, you have churches are famous for having issues uh, and then not handling them. So it's because we forgot to have, like, we forgot to just be a family. Right. And, and so, and families have problems and then, but the, the bond of the, of, of doing life together, uh, is so is, should overcome those things. And so like the, you, you see the why functioning, particularly like my grid is the Tuscarawas County YMCA. Like I grew up playing soccer there. I mean like the <laughs> so <cool>. field <laughs> that we have like vacation Bible school in sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, is where I grew up playing soccer. So, That's so like fun. first grade, second grade, Aaron Salapak, Archie Chenevy, you know, like these, we were playing soccer and, um, and we were pretty good. And <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make they were sure the five-year-old squad. That was really great. No. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when we planted, you know, when we planted the church of Carter's orchard, it was June 21st, 2009 YMCA first service, you know? Yeah. And, and here was the beauty over that, over the course of that three and a half years that we were at the Y, the YMCA employees embraced us as if we, if, as if they were my staff. I mean, it was mind blowing to me. It was just want more to do. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was like, they would call and they'd be like, Hey, you got a call or you got mail or like, do you want to do this? Or, uh, and you know, a hero of heroes, uh, going back and maybe she'll get a chance to see this is Carol Jones. Like Carol Jones is one of my favorite people in our community. And she like, everything that we did, the why just made it easier. And I thought it was going to be like, Oh, this church is here and we got to move things around. You know, it's like, that's how I, that's how a lot of people would approach it. You know, it's like this burden and they just embraced us and then embrace and like tried to actively, you know, Keith trying to actively fuel, like we want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to help you be successful. And then 10 years later, we're in this building we're renovation right and we're back in the wise helping us be successful again. Yeah. So I may have jumped forward too far, you but might have just it's, a an little exci- bit. it's an exciting, like, like really relational, uh, you know, community thing that we keep running into in a really positive way. Right. And, and you kind of, um, you kind of went into this just a little bit, but a lot of times churches small, start, churches start very, very small yeah, with a small sure. group. So tell us a little bit about the, the church at Carter's Orchard and, and where did you start? Like, around, a, around a kitchen table in, in Berlin, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, just because. I love this story. Uh, it just, I mean, it, it's it just three couples and two little girls. Uh, and we just said, hey, this is where we want to go. Wasn't reactionary to anything. We just wanted to do something that was, uh, you know, that we felt like the Lord was calling us to. It wasn't because we were mad at anybody or, you know, we just, this is what we want to do. And we kind of announced this thing. And then two of our, you know, two of our friend couples just said, Hey, we want to go do this with you. And I said, it isn't anything like, Uh be careful that you're like, we're (laughs) like, you're you're coming from a really nice established, like really good church. And we're going to go, it's going to be us. Like, just look around. This is us. Yeah. So I always joke that we had 27 people the first, you know, first Sunday service that we had, we had 27 people, but that was like friends and family. So the next week we grew from 27 to 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was the wrong way. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, was (laughs) But then just, just uh, over the course of, of several months, we started to pick up steam and, you know, and, but, but again, at such a vulnerable time, the YMCA was, was just so incredibly helpful to us, you know, and, and uh, we would ask for something and I would, you know, the crazy thing is I was always like, you guys aren't charging us enough or you guys aren't, you're doing too much for like, you're doing this. It's a terrible business model, but, but at the time, I don't know, but at the time I was just like, and then I've seen other churches uh, start there since we've been there. Absolutely. Uh, A good friend of mine, Scott Bell had a, had a ministry there for a while. And, you know, and so it's just cool to see the organization emphasizing the C part of your name and saying, Hey, we're just going to help people get going. And, Right now, we're in that same season. Yeah, much different. I, I always say it's like a highly resourced, um, you know, financially resourced, human resourced church plant. But we're just like, because we're in this season of like transition, moving from. Right. So tell um, our listeners why you're back at the Y. 
Um, yeah, not for failure. Before we go back to yeah, not isolation. Because of, not because of failure. So this <laughs> is really funny. Jason I'm actually glad that we're doing a minute on this because yeah, let's what, do a minute what's, on super fun, what's super funny to me is that I am a student of, uh, you know, church development and health and then, you know, growth. Um, we just believe that spiritual depth produces health and healthy things can't not grow, right? Like you, if you have a healthy tree, it's going to grow. Right. And so... Um, we're, and, and Carter's orchard is the idea of, uh, an orchard, a group of fruit bearing trees, bearing good fruit together. So you don't have a one tree orchard. So that's the okay. reason for that. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's it. Good. So what's, what's really cool is, uh, or what's really funny is that right now the building that we were at for, uh, for the last seven and a half or eight mm-hmm. years has a four lease sign on it. We have our Carter's orchard signs out front. We don't meet there ever because we don't have that building anymore. We gave it up. We, we were leasing that building. Then we bought a building down by Valley View Veterinarian Clinic, which is on I-77 on Progress Street down in the industrial park. Right. So we're going to be right on the highway, which is cool. It's cool. Five acres, 22,000 square foot. Like God's just blessed us, but we're not there either. So our offices <laughs> are there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and then, um, and then, and, and then our, our services are at the Y just simply because it was a, it made a lot of financial like sense. Where and in the world is we were too big for our old building. Right. Where do I have? Yeah. And here's, what's crazy. <laughs> it's complete mixed messaging. Like where are, how do I even do this? And we're growing like crazy right now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I love that. I mean, I just, I think it's such an important part for us to be available for the community, yeah. no matter where you're located. Um, but we are, um, I'll just say, we when you gave us the opportunity to yeah. house you for another time, we were like, yes, absolutely. That's so yeah. Because we were super excited. You to can't have believe, the back. like, um, when, when we talked to you and Tiffany, uh, I, I was sitting there and I was having a moment where I just thought we were coming in for like, to like solve some logistical challenges. Cause we're not the church that we were right. 12 years ago with right. like 10 people that was easy as like, use this room. Yeah. You know, now it's like, what, what do we building. do with the, you know, 250, 300 people on a Sunday morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we do that? And, and COVID and, you know, and Tiffany's uh, the executive director at the YMCA. She's um, she's like selling us. <laughs> on me, I'm like, wait a second. They're set there. They want us to be here. Like they yeah. were, this is not yeah, a absolutely. problem for like, it's not a challenge that you guys are just like, okay, we got to help this. No. no, it was like, she was like, we want you to be here. Yeah. We don't, want, we actually don't want you to leave, but we'll talk about that later. No, <laughs> I feel like that ship has sailed, but we need to figure out how to, how to do those things. Yeah. We need to figure out how to partner more closely in the future, but yeah, even so, if we're not there on Sunday morning. So, um, kind of changing, changing. By the way, can I just say that our kids are all going to have, uh, like some of our teenagers are going to have like a real, uh, like they're going to have a real letdown. It's like (laughs) they play racquetball, like as we're, (laughs) you know, or things like that. So you're not putting one of those cords in at your spot. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, one of, I, I heard a pastor say, uh, this past week, he referred to relational, DNA inside of each one of us and meaning um, that we all need relationship with one another. And so going back to this um, isolation conversation, um, how can people, how do you think people can really start to bring themselves back into community? And um, because community is such a huge part of both what the YMCA does and what, 
churches do. And I know your church does because, you know, I'm involved in that as well. Um, It's, it's just such a huge part. And so how do we get people to realize that it's time to step back out? Okay. So this is a complex question because it involves a lot of sensibilities. And I think sensibility is such a huge word, right? Because uh, it's not doctrinal. It's not, everyone, we all have our own, the way things should look, feel, safety, Mm -hmm. fear, all these different things. I, I tend to be incredibly cavalier with my own health and end of life. Like I, I, I couldn't care less about, like, I believe that I'm going to be in heaven forever with Jesus uh, in the presence and glory of God when I die. And so if that's tomorrow or 40 years from now, great. Um, and, uh, and sometimes my eating habits reflect <laughs> like a desire to get there quicker. But so, so like for me, I'm, I'm very just like, okay with things, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that that's right. In fact, it's actually, it can be very flippant at times. Mm-hmm. And it's not sometimes honoring to like our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and we should take care of them and and these types of things. So I'm confronted with that. But then on the other side and then every gradient in between and then on the other side. So when we're talking about, you know, like a high fear or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just whatever. So on the other side of that, we have just a totally different sensibility and then just from all different sides. So it's like a circle with tension and Mm -hmm. all these things. So the the thing that would be easy to say is hey you just need to force yourself back into community like you just need to you just Open need to believe <laughs> that it's okay but i don't think that's i don't think that's totally reasonable or legitimate mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's uh lacks compassion i think it lacks the holy spirit i think that uh we have to be far more careful than that so but i think there's a truth that should wash over all of us and it is the truth that uh that we are created for relationship first with the Lord mm-hmm. and then with each other, because that's the expression, the tangible expression, uh, the physical picture of a spiritual reality that we exist in. And so I think a lot of people are existing in false positives right now, meaning I can do this by myself. I don't need to be back in church. I can watch a video and I can do this, or I right. don't need to be because what it lacks is it actually, anybody can do anything for six months. Anybody can do anything for a year or 18 months, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a lot of people, who are struggling with anxiety, high anxiety in, in a year, yep. we're going to have people and already right are, now yep. already are. And they're already not are. identifying that it's that a huge part of that is lack of community, but we're, and we're also going to have a lot of people struggling with deep depression, even more so than we do now, because mm-hmm. they're not identifying that they need to actually be like just speaking words is really important. Right. Hearing people speak, it pushes our selfishness down. And mm-hmm. right now, when you stay isolated and you stay out of that, it's it's self focus, right. and and you don't it have will, to take turns. <laughs> there's no <laughs> when one you're by yourself. There's, there's no, no one another. Right. <laughs> the the Bible has like fifty plus one another's love one another, prefer one another mm-hmm. above yourself. You cannot do it without someone else, and I don't mean just your spouse. Right. I mean like someone that you actually have to uh, go out of your way to develop relationship with and walk in family with. Those things are essential and. Uh, incredibly uh, successful when it comes to our, when we talk about mental health, yep. these things will all impact our mental health. Yep. And um, I hear a lot of people talking about mental health, but not talking about the spiritual side of mental health, which is not just this existential again, like fuzzy thing, but like the thing that Jesus died for us to walk in the thing that the Holy spirit guides us in all these things. Obviously I have right. a very specific uh, viewpoint on that, but, right. but, it drives the things that we do. It does. And I think that um, when we 
you know, two other points to kind of look at is that when you prefer to withdraw is when you probably need people more. The most. Or the most. Yeah, absolutely. If you're choosing to withdraw, you are unwittingly identifying a a gross need in your life. Mm -hmm. And you're you're missing, you're literally missing Mm -hmm. that. And so where do you go um, when you, I mean, how would you counsel someone who is just really choosing to withdraw? Uh, I mean, chances are they're probably probably not standing in your office if they keep continuing to withdraw no, got no. to catch them prior yeah, to so, some, it, they, it, it does happen that way um people express like coming in doing a one-on-one but expressing like mm-hmm. i'm not ready or i'm doing well with this or or i mean and i've reached out to people and right um and it's been challenging you know i would just say this for anybody who's listening has a pastor it's been challenging for pastors to know where the boundaries are you right. know like do you want i, right. I don't want to chase you Right. And if you're making a life change, but it's, it's highly confusing, you know, it's like, are you not with us because you've just decided to go somewhere else, do something else, be on your own, uh, just aren't ready to come back. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's, I don't know. There's so many boxes. There's 20 things. Yeah. And so probably more. And, yeah. and so like, uh, we want to honor the compassion side of that. Mm-hmm. But we also want to press on the, you know, um, the Bible says that God chastens those he loves, which means that we have right. to have an active mechanism. I mean, if you're a parent, you don't, you don't rebuke or discipline your children. You're a, the worst parent ever, you know, right. like they have to be. So I'm not saying that we, that we actively discipline or cha- like, but you do have to go, Hey, wait, come back here. Like the Bible um, uh, encourages us to save people from disaster. And so knowing where that is, is, is mm-hmm. difficult, but, you're never going to be worse off in community, particularly with Christ followers or right. whatever your you know theological bent is. You're always going to be better with that family than in isolation. Isolation is the worst for any type of mental uh, illness because it not only places you away from people, but it makes you entirely self-focused. And your focus is typically on the thing that you're struggling with. So it's just like anxiety, 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 anxiety. I got to stop right. being anxious. I got to stop being anxious. Well, and temptations of all kinds oh, of things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Isolation is the, is, is the, is the dark side of every uh, issue. Right. Yeah. So part of um, kind of why I picked this topic for this time, not only from listening to that pastor, but um, also from, and I think uh, some um, a scripture reading that he was talking about the um, court of three strands. Yeah. And by the way, I listen to most of this. So that, so I have you? a good, awesome. yeah, yeah, good. For sure. good. I loved um, his, uh, I don't know if you got through the part where he was talking about Reggie Jackson, but that was kind of a yes. funny, yeah, that was a, that yeah. was a good story. I didn't know that. It was great. Um, but he also made a couple, not only that uh, Ecclesiastics uh, chapter four, verse nine through 12 um, reference, but he also made a reference from, not the Bible, but went to the American Medical Association. And this pastor that I'm talking about is Pastor Dave Stone. He's part of the um, Southeast Christian yep. Church in Kentucky, which you're yep. familiar Super with because you have some. Spent a little time there. Got a, a wife, time got a wife there. <laughs> got a wife in <laughs> Kentucky. Yep. Um, and so he made the statement that the uh, Journal of American Medical Association found that uh, when it comes to fighting the common cold, that those with strong emotional connections yeah. did four times better yeah. than those who were isolated yeah, that's great. in recovery. And, and, and I'd, so that's taking that from a medical point of view, 
But when we look at it from a spiritual point of view, um, really, you know, we want to do individual work and um, read the Bible and, sure. but interpretation takes people to talk to yeah. um, and to listen to and to um, be able to hear. So I, I actually loved, and when, it, when he first started reading that um, chapter from the Bible, it just reminded me of a wedding. I feel like, is this one of these wedding ones I feel like that you hear a lot about because um, two are better than one because, you know, and it sure. gives all those reasons why. The but third then, strand throws off the wedding analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get to the third strand and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Um, yeah. It's a problem usually. <laughs> it's pro- it, But it's so, so true. No, it's, that, it's that, exactly on. That three chord strand is really important. And sure. I believe uh, a couple of years ago, I heard you have a sermon on this oh, particular, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. on this particular for topic sure. as well. So these, the, you know, one of the things that's really interesting, if you listen to podcasts or you listen to the radio or you listen to any type of media right now, what you're finding is that you're, you're seeing a lot of commercials for online counseling, mm. online counseling services, which is really cool. So that's a good thing to have. The problem is, is that anytime that I counsel someone, um, the thing, the foolproof method of counseling is counseling plus community or community plus counseling. So a lot of people will invest themselves in a community, uh, but never really actively hear what the community is saying, just kind of exist within the community. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I say that at our own church all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we're really a part of this, but, but you don't see like a press for like really hearing and changing. It's just like, we like this group. It's a safe group. And so, and there's, there's value to that. Right. It's absolutely valuable. And then you'll have people who don't want to commit to being a part of a church, but they want me or a, or someone to speak into that or a counselor or a, you know, my brother's mm-hmm. a psychologist. He does this all day long. Um, and so we'll speak into that. The problem is, is with the, when those two things exist, they can't be mutually exclusive. So when they, when they exist in, in, in exclusivity, they aren't as powerful and as successful as when they're partnered together. So if you can get somebody to be, in a small group in a church and participate on Sunday mornings and be in the flow and the conversation of the church. And then when they have issues or challenges, they press in and say, Hey, can you also speak into this? Right. Then that gets really, really good. That's really good. Yeah. When, and, and, and most people exist in one or the other. When I have issues, I will ask for help or I'm just going to exist in this. And I I can't tell you how many times, um, like even people will have problems and, and I'll find out like way late. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't you share this with us? Like we could have surrounded you and, and yeah. they're like people that are in our church or, you know, whatever. And there's all kinds of reasons, embarrassment, fear, you know, humiliation right. and you know, whatever. So I get it. But when you see the people, when you see people operating in that, uh, and I try to model that, like mm-hmm. I try to, mo- I actually try one. Of, I think people think that I'm just flippant and like, just <laughs> like loose with my words on Sunday morning or whatever. I'm trying to model vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm I'm with you. We're all struggling through this together. Right. I, I have some level of authority to speak and to teach, but in no way am I like, I got it all figured out. And you, you know, if you have an issue, come to me. Right. There are people in our community that I am pressing into. Here's what's going on. This is what I'm struggling with. And sometimes it's different because your issue matches up with somebody else's expertise. Yeah. The beauty of community, right? And then you have people that are pressing into you as well. Yeah, sure. All the time. Yeah. yeah all for the sure. time, which yeah. is, which is great. And I, I love to hear those stories too. Um, just, you know, knowing that 
you're a community, you have a community that surrounds you as well that is pressing in from all directions. The biggest as well. The biggest goal of our churches is should not it should not be to compete with each other for people. It should be um, embracing the idea that uh, that not everyone speaks the same sensibility, cultural language, even in the same community. Right. And it's okay for um, like we're at uh, Rob Coburn Coburn's church. Yes. Recording here right now in, in their studios at the summit. And, uh, Rob, uh, I, I, let me, can I just t- do that? I so think Rob and I had a really close, <laughs> well, I don't know. Rob, Rob and I had a really close friend, uh, actually it was Rob's brother-in-law, okay. uh, passed away last summer mm. during COVID. And I did, I did the funeral. I, it, um, it was Mark Farron. He, most, oh, a lot yeah. of people know Mark yeah, absolutely. in our community. Big Y supporter yeah, over absolutely. another Big connection. supporter of everything in the community. Like, like amazing guy. Lots of dots. And you know, heartbreaking. I mean, just heart wrenching. Okay. So the thing that I want to tell you about Rob is like, I told him this, I said, that was one of the most amazing pastoring things that I've seen because he didn't try to like get 50% of the share of like speaking or I had to like Mm -hmm. almost, almost like, come on, do this with us, you know? Or, Or, I mean, like, I want you to be like, say something during the funeral, but Rob just like got busy taking care of all the logistics, making sure that everything could happen. And then just, and then just serving me, uh, as I was getting ready to, to, mm. to speak the funeral. And that's what, that's what healthy yeah. multiple church communities should look like. Right. Like rooting for each other for the common cause of doing mm. what's good and godly for the community. And I think that the why helps us do a lot of those things. And I, I think a lot more, a, a lot more churches should understand what the why is doing because it is a huge tool in our community to be able to do these things. And, and we're excited um, to be part of that, to be part of your church for as long as we get to keep sure, you this right, year. Right. So um, let our listeners know um, what does services look like on Sunday? How can they get to you? Um, do they walk <laughs> through the front door? Do they need their membership card? Do they have to scan? <laughs> no. no. So, so yeah, none yeah, of that. Take us through Sunday morning. Yeah. If we have a, if we have, if, uh, if Carter's has a, a flaw, it's like, we're too laid back. Right. But we, but we're not, I mean, we, we know what's going on, but um, so right now we're, we're still getting our feet under us with like mm-hmm. signage and just like greeting and all these different things. Cause we're in the season. And as soon as we figure it out, we're going to move to another building. It's <laughs> funny. You know, it's like, we'll get this all figured out, get it every, well, you went from one door to two doors now. So do you have people coming in from Exciting. both directions? Yeah. We have greeters at both doors, but <laughs> yeah. no. So we just have one service at 10 o'clock. We yes. have, we have um, childcare for everybody under, under fifth grade. Okay. Uh, a lot of the older kids will come in, sing uh, with us. Yeah. So we have full band right now in the gym, uh, a little bit less than normal because the gym is not an acoustical wonderland. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit challenging, but yeah. And then I always say, Hey, we're, we're singing together and teaching and learning. Awesome. And that's what we do. And if you're looking for anything else, then we're probably not your, we're probably not your show, you know, cause it's like, that's just what we do. We're and and we, and what time? And you know what's funny start? about that? We, you know, like we like to do relational things on Sunday morning. We like to lay hands on people and pray for them. And, yeah. and, and then that's been a challenge. Like, that. can we, but there was a few weeks ago where we were like, Hey, we're just doing this. So yeah. we just, you know, it's finally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So 10 AM on Sunday morning. And then, okay. you know, we have another thing I always like, and when we first got started with the church, um, I remember you saying, come 15 minutes early, talk oh, yeah, to people. For sure. 
Yeah, so don't feel like you have to come right at 10 o'clock. Come a little bit early. No, no, for sure. Um, they love to be yeah. able to chat, and you don't get to see the kids' rooms and that kind you, of stuff. Can so. I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Um, so when we bought the new building, it were jumping in size in facility quite a bit. Right. And somebody came up to me, and they said, I like to be with people. I'm just super relational. It's just a, it's not even, I'm not even trying. It's just, it's just baseline. And so, um, I'm always out just talking to people. Cause I always feel yeah. like my conversation sermon starts with just seeing people and then we get together and we teach. Right. And so like, that's hugely important for me. Uh, it's even a, maybe a bit selfish. Like it, it puts some energy or some fuel in my tank. Okay. So somebody came up to me months ago and they said, so when we move to the new building, are you going to be like the guy who's like in his office and then just comes out and I started laughing from backstage. Sure. Right. Like I, like some prima donna, like, you know, celebrity. Right. Right. Uh, No, I mean, that would, that does sound great, but no, no, I, I, I was just started laughing. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing this because I feel like I have to, like it's some church growth thing. It's like, no, we want to, this is what we do. Like this is, yeah. So no, I, I don't even know what that, I would be ADHD in my office. Like, (laughs) <laughs> freaking out you know waiting for the yeah. he's in the green room right what are you talking about yeah so it was it was funny yeah so that would be weird to, to would, think that I you think would it, do that i'm not even saying it's wrong it's probably works for some guys but i i got it my stuff you starts do, really, on a top hat and cane uh, you yeah just yeah. jazz your way out there. and then and then somebody would have a hook and just pull at the uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 oh so okay so great so you um how long do you think you'll be uh around the y just for people who well, are, are not ready to just jump right in on sunday well and, we're we're hoping down. we're hoping december rest- is our goal to be in okay. our in our new building renovation right. starts uh like this week but we absolutely don't want you to wait we want you to come over um if you're yeah. looking for a community to be get involved in um, obviously a lot of young couples coming in right now. It's really cool. A lot of, a lot of great churches, including the summit. Um, the Y is also, uh, very, uh, deeply connected with park Christian church in sure. um, uh, the Denison area. So lots of different, uh, um, by the way, different, different, great friend of mine. Oh yeah. No, yeah. we have all kinds of friends. Scott Cayley. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's, that's he's a great church. Fun. And then just, uh, we love seeing pastors coming in and out of the Y. Yeah. Um, there's, there's quite a few, um, and, uh, it's just, it's always exciting to, because we feel like, you know, we all, we want you guys to balance us as well, to keep us in our Christian heritage and really, um, make sure that we're traveling down the right path as well. I appreciate you coming yeah. today. I know that, um, fun. We, are we done already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already over. Um, so I thought a funny thing right then ran oh, through my mind and I have, I'm what? restraining through a little maturity was just oh, when no. you said we're done, I was just going to grab my iPod and just walk out. And just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic. But I'll wait. I'll wait for you to finish. <laughs> Josh would prefer you not like drop the, <laughs> drop the microphone. For those yeah. of you who always wonder who Josh is, he's behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Um, and does a great job. Josh is also part of our, um, marketing team at the Y. We have a committee that, um, helps us out there. And so he is uh, a great uh, influencer um, for us as well. Um, I want to let you know that uh, obviously the Y is open to all. Um, we have our website is tuscymca.org and the website at Carter's Orchard. Carter'sOrchard.com. Carter'sOrchard.com. Um, you can also get a link to their church on ours as well on our website. So if you're looking for some information about them or um, want to ask some questions. Uh, please give them a call. Uh, they will be uh, a great uh, resource for you to come out of isolation yeah. um, and to start to find family. Cause you know, maybe you don't, 
I don't know. Um, sometimes family is hard to find in sure. in any situation, even if you come from a, a really large family. Yeah. Um, just finding people that can really connect with you and really bring you back into um, into community with a really great resource of not only the Y but also churches in your area. So I appreciate you. Coming. Yeah, you will. So, um, from all of us at the Who, What, When, Where, and the Why podcast, have a great day, and thanks for listening.